We don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And here it is. You promised that while I was at a spoon bending party, you were off doing something equally or perhaps unequally exciting. Yes. Okay. Have Has any data come in? You How did... weird are people finding spoon To be fair, I think you said weird and not exciting. Okay, okay, yes, 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 uh, I think that's you, right. You know what? People have been commenting on all kinds of things, but not necessarily uh, with their weirdness oh, scales. Oh, okay. But a lot of people have wanted you to know that they fall within the conjunction, the alignment <laughs> of OnRack <laughs> listeners who are also aware of Siobhan Thompson. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> want us to know that. It's so, very believable. She's got a lot of fans amongst our <laughs> listeners. So it's because she her whole thing basically is like courting nerds. Okay. So this completely tracks. So so I went and looked her up and watched some of her uh college humor <laughs> specials and yeah. and realized, okay, I've seen her before. Oh, okay. And yeah, funny. I like her. Yep. And uh <laughs> You're, you're right. She does look like the lady who was running the spoon bending Oh, workshop. that's why I brought her up. That's right. That's right. How Which, funny. I got to say, uh, <laughs> I, I kept mentioning her interesting name, Zenka Caro. At yeah. n- no point, I'm pretty sure at no point during that whole presentation did she ever say, hi, my name's Zenka. I'm going to be, le-. you know, I don't think she mm, gave us no her name. I just had to look it up when I was looking up LightNet. And uh, it was, it was it. very easy to figure out who that was. But yeah, I'm pretty sure she did not lead with that, uh, which I consider burying the lead. That's so funny because my talk that I went to had way too many introductions. Okay. So don't worry, it was sent to my room. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I should also say from the last one, another note that we got from a few people Mm -hmm. was about citizen science. And I was kind of going off on how it gets used in psi research and this Mm. particular light net and their their testing of various psychokinetic effects and spoon bending and whatnot. Uh, There is a proper realm for citizen science when it's run by scientists and they are recruiting citizens to help them gather data, which is then, you know, properly overseen and Uh taken in contact. So just wanted to throw that out there for any of you citizen scientists who are doing a good job and I meant to kind of look up the origin. I would imagine that the original usage was the more legitimate one and that it just got kind mm-hmm. of hijacked by people who said, hey, we want scientific results that feel like the kind that we're looking for. Mm, I see. I see. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that kind of term, like skeptic, that like anybody could co-opt, anybody can use for their little purpose. Oh, also, we said in the last episode that I was about to do something really, really scary. Yeah. I did the really, really scary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and, it turned out great. And it was a success. It was a success. Yeah. Now Any, I have to anything do else vague you want to say about it? <laughs> now I have to do and I have to do the next thing. <laughs> Someone was made to be confronted with their lies. Yes. And obfuscations. That's right. That's right. By Carrie. That's right. I'm trying to think of other <laughs> things I could say without saying anything. It was a big it was a big week for me. Yeah. But now I am back. Now Welcome we back. are back. Thank Yay. you. And okay, yeah, what were you doing uh, while I was out bending spoons? Okay, so while looking through the program, I saw a name that I recognized. That name was Swaha Ron Holman. 
Do you remember that name? Swaha Ron of Anu Alchemy. That's right. Swaha Ron. He of the Olmus. Yep. Yeah, there's something about Swaha Ron that's uh, right up there in that sweet spot with oh, Shree Shree Harold Clamp. Clamp. <laughs> totally. Swaha totally. Ron. Okay. Totally. He's a, a white guy from SoCal who sells this substance that we've bought before called Ormus. And we talked about it on a previous episode. Ormus. And Ormus is supposedly a, okay, they wouldn't quite say miracle and they wouldn't quite say cure, but a miracle cure. <laughs> I'm, I mean, they might not put those words together just to avoid sounding scammy, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I think both miracle and cure are the intended uses of Ormus. And yeah. uh, as we've discussed in a previous episode, it's a. It's a stand-in term for this kind of magical elixir that there is sort of a standard recipe for, and many people will sell you their version of Ormus, and he'll sell you his. Yep, he sure will. I've got got my uh, Conscious Life Expo program open here. I'm going to look for the description of this event. Yeah, okay, please do, because when I saw the name of it, I was like, well, shit, I got to at least stop in on this. So this would have been Sunday, 8 p.m. Speaking of which, Cher mm-hmm. Jolene was supposed to be giving I know. a presentation. And as far as I know, she didn't give that one at least. Yeah, I saw her later on her Instagram with, with videos from whatever she ended up doing, wherever she ended up doing it. Oh, interesting. Here it says Ron Holman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's his, his legal name. Initiations from Immortals of India in the Plaza Room. Okay, shall I read the description? Sure, sure. An alive in Wonderland journey down the rabbit hole after marinating in the energy. I like how it's in, I-N-N, like uh, there was no room at the oh, end. Oh, interesting. After okay. marinating in the energy, so many incredible immortal Siddha, <laughs> Jiva, Samadhi, and rainbow body sites. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that <laughs> sentence when I started it. I know. Uh, <laughs> this to myself earlier today and I was like oh shit uh, all right the, all the emphases were wrong there but I'm just gonna keep going many caught teachings have arrived in to conscious accessible awareness wait what <laughs> did anybody read this before they put it in this pamphlet this the t- version online doesn't have the weird in part <laughs> comma many caught teachings have arrived in to conscious accessible awareness what that doesn't parse this talk will be an experience was it an experience yes. <laughs> an initiation was it an, 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 an was it an, 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 an okay yeah 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 was it an an initiation it was an initiation. Okay, this has to be on purpose because here it is again. In two ends to the mysteries and wonder within the field of all possibilities. I don't know, but it's not on the website version. What, what is going on? <laughs> this is like the fourth no room at the inn in that I've seen. Okay. Some of the immortals caught energy frequencies will be made available to those that get a yes during the talk. Okay. Ron Holman's Sidhas are a culmination of years of spiritualist experience starting in the 1990s, traveling sacred sites in Egypt, Peru, and India, given sacred knowledge, frequencies, and maps to create quantum morphogenetic energies derived from the consciousness of love. No period. 
what is this? What, what is the syntax here? This, <laughs> this is all over the place. I know. This is like unreadable. <laughs> I know because I tried to read it. I know. And He's also using his weird jargon in it so that... Yeah, the immortals caught energy is... Yes, uh, okay, and many caught teachings. So he, Yeah, I wanted of, to treat caught as a verb there. It's an adjective, clearly. It is, yeah. He says teachings can be taught or they can be caught. Ooh, I like it. Okay, and, and I'm the, sold. And the, and the catching... You win this time, Ron. Well the, done. The catching version, though, is stuff like downloads, immediate wisdom, that stuff. Okay, okay. I, I'm getting that. They've also got the picture of him here. And this looks like, uh, well, he's still uh, white-haired, white-eyebrowed, white-bearded, kind of uh, bald on top. But he looks younger even than he is now. He looks mm. a, a little more frail now. So this, I yeah, would still guess fair. this photo is at least a decade old. Yeah, he's in his 80s now. And uh, he's got necklaces and a green shirt. Okay, that's all I know about this free workshop. Okay, well, I had spoken to Ron Holman once before on the phone. Right, which maybe we talked about on the podcast. Neither of us can remember whether we talked about this, but somehow I got him on the phone, and I have a video sitting on my Google Drive of me talking to him. Yeah. And it sounds like this. Yeah. Hi, is this Ronald Holman? Depends on who's calling. <laughs> Hi, my name's Carrie. I'm a reporter calling on a recorded line. How are you? You're a reporter? Yes. And yeah, I just wondered if you had a few minutes for some questions. Okay. Uh, you've been using the RMS? Yeah. And what sort of an effect are you getting? Um, I don't think I notice anything yet. I mean, most people report that they feel their skin tightening almost within a few minutes. Mm, oh, okay. Where does it come from? Well, yeah, I would say it comes from the potential. Hormus materializes through an energetic portal that opens when certain ingredients meet each other. What ingredients have to meet? Distilled water, salt, and lye. And you know, lye is a poison. Right, okay. And the Navapasanam that comes from the immortal Siddha. The ancient Siddha medicine of Navapasanam, which is nine poisons. It's like snake venom is the antidote to snake bite, right? Uh. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely true. Look it up. Okay. So the Navapasanam is nine poisons exquisitely balanced with herbs and uh, minerals. And the final ingredient turns a semi-liquid herbal mush into stone that's harder than granite. When that stone touches any liquid, it energizes it. Okay. So I can drink local water anywhere in the world by dipping one Navapasanam bead into the local water that gives Westerners dysentery and makes them sick. Oh, wow. Okay. So the Navapasanam transmutes a bacteria and viruses. And the stone, then, is that what you use to make the, the Ormus here? We don't say that we make it. We, we say that we collect it. It's alchemy that, you know, produces the effect that opens the portal that 
the Ormus then materializes. Mm -hmm. Can I show you any pictures of a collection? Sure. I have some on my phone. I can probably text them to you. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, are you an MD? PhD. Oh, PhD. What's your PhD in? Psychology. Oh, cool. From where? Professional school. Oh, the professional school. I haven't heard of that. You know, I'm really kind of different. You know, I'm deeply involved in alchemy, and at the same time, I own and operate an HMO. Oh. I have 87 employees, and and uh, we specialize in mental health and drug and alcohol only, and corporate training. And I think I saw that you're nearby. I'm in Hollywood. You're up in Northridge? Right now, we're at our vacation home in Mount Shasta. Yeah, we uh, we bought a property last summer. It sits on five acres, and we're making a spiritual retreat center here. Oh, cool. Under the mountain is a ninth-dimensional crystalline city called Telos. Have you seen the city? Yeah, I've been to it. Really? You have to astral travel into it. Um, is that also how you met the um, the Immortal Siddha? I met the Immortal Siddha in India. Last June, I sat with a Siddha that's documented at over 230 years old. Wow. It, it felt like a gentle tsunami rearranging my psyche. In a good way, it sounds like. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was very, very gentle. Um, the pictures came through. So what makes the fluid white? That's the Ormus. When it starts out, it's just distilled water. Mm -hmm. And then when the lye starts flowing into the distilled water, uh, it starts showing up. So I just send an email blast out to my community and, and say, listen, we're doing a uh, Ormus collection on the full moon, and it'll be, you know, 7 o'clock, and come bring your friends, your kids, your parents. Friends of mine that are very, very psychic tell me that they can feel the community, the love, the children that participate in the collection. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Every business in California has to file a business license with the Secretary of State. And the Secretary of State's website says Anu Alchemies was suspended in 2017. I can't imagine what that's about. It might be that we, you know, didn't keep track of our taxes, you know, not paying attention. It says it's still suspended, which would mean you're not supposed to do business in California. So you might want to might want to check. Yeah, I'll look into that. Yeah. You had uh, clinical trials at the Alpha Learning Institute, right? No. Oh. We may have given some references of information that we've uh, found out about, but we don't have any clinical trials. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. This has been so cool to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Okay, good. Okay, have a good one. Bye. Bye. I was asking him about the lie because it sounded kind of dangerous. 
And then I was asking him about how- You wanted truth about the lie. <laughs> I, I was asking about how Ormus is supposedly no, nine poisons. That's one thing he said about it is that like it, it's made out of poison. It sounds bad. Yeah, yeah. He was. He seemed to be pulling one of those like homeopathic type arguments. Okay. You, you get a lot of poison together and suddenly you have a cure. A lot less is a lot more. Yeah. But at the end of it, after we talked, what you can't- here in that audio, but I apparently saved the text messages. Was he texted me and told me not to not to release that? Oh, he said, please don't. And then he yes, and then he said, and you can talk to my lawyer, who is my wife. Oh, and oh, no. then <laughs> no, yeah, right. This uh, this leads into some sad stuff we know about Ron Holman. It, and you probably had to tell him that's not how that works. Yeah, I think I Carrie's, didn't let him know that's not how that Carrie's works. Carrie's refrain: "Oh, you agreed to this conversation. We've yeah. had this conversation. You have no more control over this conversation." Yeah. So okay, yes, his wife, a lawyer and healer. Yeah, I guess a lawyer. I don't know if that part's accurate, but. Yeah, his his wife Tyson the healer died shortly thereafter. Uh, T I S O N, and she had, I guess, kind of her own practice, but she also worked with him, and she was much younger. Yeah, uh, yeah. so she if, was fifty two when she died, and he's about eighty. If you had asked me to take bets on one of them, yeah, leaving this mortal coil first, sure, I would have, uh, I would have lost my money. Yeah. Um, but, very sad. Yeah, totally. But it was the dead center of COVID when this happened, and you and I became aware of it. Mm-hmm. And they were throwing all of these memorial services online for her, for the community that the two of them had built. And I watched a little of it and was like, wow, there's no mention of how she died, and this woman was so young. Yeah. And my first thought was COVID. Yeah, they had these uh, Zoom uh, memorials and held multiple ones on multiple days so yeah i tuned in as well and watched for a while and no indication of how she died and you know i get that that doesn't always come up at a memorial not necessarily at my funeral yes i want you to stand up and give five to ten minute detailed explanation of how i died okay <laughs> all the minutiae i was if gonna it's a murder i want it to be like then he turned the screw i, I was gonna run with a preview but then i you know didn't want to yeah, uh, yeah, commit yeah. to how you're me. gonna die yeah yeah because also then if it happened that way you're gonna be the first suspect right they're gonna hmm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he said she'd fall down an elevator shaft wearing <laughs> a princess outfit <laughs> well, um that's pretty good end. <laughs> okay but so then when i saw that he's giving a talk about immortality I gotta say, mortality feels like it would be on the brain. Yeah, it feels like, goodness. Well, first of all, there's the whole healer, heal thyself thing. If we don't know that she got COVID in right. er- early 2022 when this happened, but presumably she died of an illness of some sort. And both of them are professed healers and he's selling mm-hmm. an immortality product. None of it passes the kind of sniff test. Right. And this talk is going to be about the immortal Siddhas of India. I assume Siddha is just another word for yogi, right? A person who has achieved perfection. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Well, hats off. So let me just say this talk is going to be the epitome of the you should have been there story. Oh, okay. Because you know, last time we were talking about the you should have been there story, it's just endless you should have been there stories okay i I should note as i'm looking online uh siddha is also the term used for a practitioner of transcendental meditation oh okay 
So I go down to this room, which is in the bottom. Oh, down basement. down the escalators. Yeah, yeah, right. It's where they would keep your bike in the basement of the Alamo, you know? You get me. No, wait, what? Like you know, the Alamo? Like if your bike were stolen? The one you remember? Yeah, you know, like if your bike were stolen, it would probably be in the basement of the Alamo. <laughs> no, I don't know that. What? Ross is, is squishing this, up his face, shaking his head. Is this a cultural this a, thing yeah, I'm not this aware of? Pee Wee's Big Adventure reference. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Now I get it. I only saw it once during adulthood. Oh, okay, okay. It's very good. Okay, but in the basement of the Conscious Life Expo was this talk. And so I, again, I'm thinking, I'm just going to like squeeze down here, see what's up, make sure it's not wild. Then go join that spoon bending party. Exactly. So I walk in the door and whoops, he has set up the room such that okay. it's 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 a circle. I'm guessing there's just there's no inconspicuous way for you to leave or arrive. And I'm guessing that's it's, right. I'm guessing it's going to be awkwardly like just the right amount of attendance that you feel like you're kind of committed to stay there or you're leaving them with too few people. Not quite. Okay. He has a different way to make sure retention is high, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So everybody is sitting in a circle, except that there's this one three foot space. Missing from the circle, which is the door. So you walk in and it's like you are <laughs> a fishbowl. Wow. Where everyone is looking at you. And I'm like three. I, I'm not late, but I'm like three minutes into the assigned time. Oh, respect. This feels like really good as um, social experiment design. Totally. So I like walk in and I'm like. <laughs> 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 I am and it. Then, yeah. And then he like turns to me and he's like, we're introducing ourselves. <gasps> and I was like, okay. I just like sat right on down. And yeah. I was like, sorry, Ross. Oh, I, no. I didn't know this is how you could break me, but a circle <laughs> does it. <laughs> Very cleverly plays circle, intersecting the doorway. That's amazing. Yeah. We're introducing ourselves now. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine that moment of, Oh, sorry, wrong place. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, never mind. This seems intense. Bye. You're not in detention. You're in retention. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're you're right. Her I could retention. I could not have extricated myself from that either. And here is the next way he keeps you from leaving. Mm -hmm. So he says, It's okay, we'll start over. <gasps> oh no. And then he goes back. He goes back several people to wherever he started before I walked in, random person. He goes back and he's like, do you mind starting again for her? And I'm like, no, it's, 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 okay, it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, no, it's That's all right. so weird to I'm do that. Kendra. Rather than just like completing the circle and saying, hey, Carrie missed uh, you, you, you and you. Yeah. Interesting. No, start over. Wow. And then each person was like, you want me to... You want me to say it again? Okay. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm Kimberly. I'm here for blah, 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 blah. But a couple of them mm -hmm. were delivering it with little asides like, well, as I said before, because they're feeling uncomfortable repeating it. Yeah. And when they would say, <laughs> as I said before. They are he, similarly trapped. <laughs> right. But they'd say, as I said before. And he'd say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then. These questions may sound inconsequential, and they probably are, but is this filling up most of the room? Nope. It's probably like, I mean, it's the worst shape he could have made to efficiently awkward. fill the room. Okay. But, but I would say it 
dominates a good two-thirds of the room okay. inefficiently. Weird. And are you really close to each other? or Yeah, right cha- next to each other. Okay. And then if Thank people you. come in, we have to keep moving chairs over and widening the circle and widening the circle <laughs> and widening the circle. What? And the next person who comes in, he's like, do you mind starting over? <gasps> no. And we go back. Oh. We go Wow. Yeah, that sounds like stalling for time now. Like he doesn't have much content to cover. Uh, Maybe. In the hour and a half scheduled for this free workshop starting at 8 p.m. on a Sunday. Boy, yeah, maybe. The, what do you call it? Like the outline of this experience makes no sense. The intros go so long. The intros go 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. In between people. That's half the session. Yeah. And in between people introducing themselves, he will tell whole stories about the immortal Sidhas that do feel like they would belong in this talk today. Okay. But then he'll return to, okay, and now you, now you introduce yourself. Well, what, what? weird yeah it's just not how we organize sharing information ever i do feel like somehow the secret to immortality is hidden in this protracted introduction (laughs) oh okay interesting well so he did ask us all to give our reason for attending so here's here's some of the things people said okay i just want to know about india i read the autobiography of a yogi oh good old uh, paramahansa yogananda yep I work for the conference. This is where I was assigned. Um, I've been noticing synchronies and was drawn to the description. Oh. I heard yesterday that I have air energy and this connected somehow with that. I'm interested in Indian temples and caves. Ooh. Interested in India generally. Indian caves, you should talk to Boy Ray. Oh, yeah. One person said, as part of the remembrance of all this. And he accepted that as an answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow that that feels like a challenge like what can i say that is similarly <laughs> obtuse and yet acceptable i did wonder maybe he met the wife the remembrance of his no, dearly no. departed yeah healer slash potential lawyer as, <laughs> as part of the remembrance of all this uh next person said that she showed up because her name means banana in hindi Oh, <laughs> I forget what her name was. It was a typical. It was a, it was a name I've heard before, like Sasha or something. It wasn't Sasha? But then she said, "Someone reminded me that actually that's banana in Hindi." Okay, I'm doing a quick web search. Name that means banana in Hindi. Kayla. Kayla. Whoa. Okay. But so that was enough to get her into this talk. Her name's Kayla. Banana. Hindi. Hindi. Hindu. Hindu. India. She's here. You know, you never know what the universe is going to align to bring you to the right place. You were meant to be there, Carrie. You know, your last name, Blotcher, you were telling me means jail warden. Yeah, like blocker, right? Yeah, so it'd be like if you showed up at a talk because you were like, in jails, everything's gray. This person's last name is gray. I'm going to go to this talk. A little bit of free association. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. A tenuous connection. Um, Okay, more reasons people were there. Just because... Great answer. Yeah. Can't believe you got away with it, but wow. My son for a long time played this game called Just Cause. Okay. And the sequel, Just Cause 2. But every time he'd be playing it, I would say, why are you playing that game? <laughs> and he'd say, Just Cause. <laughs> very, very blotcher. We, we loved joke. it. <laughs> Never got old for us. <laughs> Just because we were going to go somewhere else and we found out that it wasn't what we thought it was. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So they went to the spoon bending party and they're like, everyone's touching the spoons. 
they went over where you are. You are very close. Yeah. They went to the spoon bending party and they <gasps> discovered that it cost money. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. One person's reason was I'm interested in my true essence. Another person said that reading the description that you just read yeah. felt like remembering. <laughs> okay, look, person. <laughs> what are you remembering there? When did this happen? You're remembering how not to form sentences? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Th- that brings to mind uh, going to that Raylian conference and talking to a lot of people from Canada, I think, mm-hmm. who are all saying that they found realism by reading, I think it was uh, The Intelligent Designers, and mm. or, or maybe it was one of his earlier books, but just saying like, wow, like finally someone was speaking oh, directly to me. It was written so for me. weird and when that happens. Okay. Okay. It's I, for somebody. I, I felt that way about Oscar, who I liked so much, but at the Ethereum Society, mm-hmm. he was just so taken with the writings of George King. And I was like, what do you see here, man? Yeah. Really? What do wow. you see here? But I, you know, I guess you put it out there, and uh, it, it just, will come. yeah, it just hits some people right in the solar plexus. It reminds me of pornography, actually. It, that that Do quality, tell. well, that quality of like, if you look long enough, there's something for everybody. Okay. You know, right. you think you think you have this one route that, like, surely it's not out there. Oh, it's out there. Did you see that a listener wrote us and told us they'd written fanfic about our podcast? No. <laughs> is it pornographic? What made you think of it? It is. Oh, okay. Cool. Out, it's out there on the internet now. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll have to pick it up. Pick up a copy. Yeah, no, I think they were just getting started, but okay. but my reaction was like, more power to you. Oh, good for them. Good for yeah, them. Yeah. All right. So other reasons. Teachers like Paramahansa Yogananda inspired me. Now I'm here. Okay. One person who gets visitings from beings and connected that to what might be being taught here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One person's reason was it was on the agenda. Again, a lot of things are on the agenda, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I stick with the plaza room and whatever comes in the plaza room, (laughs) that's what I'm going to see. Sounds plausible to me. Ayo. Okay. And the person who said it was on the agenda, Ron actually responded to her and said, Well, anything about the immortals of India? (laughs) And she said, I'm just interested in learning more about it. And everyone was starting to just be like, why don't you go ahead and give the talk, sir? Okay. Let's go ahead and you begin the talk. You right, know, right. Let's not belabor the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we learned a little more about Ron Holman. We learned that he has a PhD in psychology and he's a licensed psychotherapist. Big if true. I went back but and looked at these my These are key words for care. Right, right. Bold, bold, bold. I went back and looked at my video where I talked to him and I asked him there what his, uh, where he got his PhD. Mm-hmm. And it was the professional school. All right. Well, that sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even really find this except like a quack watch article. The professional school. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, you know what? I didn't look whether he's a licensed psychologist. But he's here in California, so let's see. Okay, looking at all the people named Ronald Holman in California, licensed by our state boards of health. Okay. See, we've got dentist, security guard, physical therapist, security guard, licensed marriage and family therapist. Okay. okay. Hang on, hang on. In West Hills, renewed and current. I think the guy's a, a therapist. Whoa. Everyone okay. want to go see Ron Holman? Yep. That's him. That's him. Wow. Okay. 
Okay, he is licensed, so that yeah. checks out. Yep. By the way, I just want to throw out there, while we were attending our respective spoon bending and initiations from Immortals of India parties, we could have also been at a screening of Plandemic 3, The Great Awakening. They had their movie premiere and a panel of experts. Oh, man. So yeah. There's just so much going on at this conference. It's Sunday at 8 p.m., you really bring out the heavy hitters. <sighs> Yeah, like, you know, last events of the day. Oh, yeah. So also, as I tell you the rest of this, just imagine that periodically people are introducing themselves because sure. he would just be like, oh, we need to get around the circle. About how many people were there total? I lost my phone, so I don't have a picture. Well, no, I might have a picture of it. Oh, wait, anyway. you did send me a picture. Yeah. Wait, wait, you just recently lost your phone? I lost my phone in Boston. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. It's okay. Do you have I, a backup going? I just got a new one, but... Oh, um, were you able to restore your stuff? Actually, I think most of it is there now. Okay. took a minute for the pictures to all come back, but they should Ooh, be there. It's okay. Terrible. It was on its last leg in a major way, was so it? I decided not to be too upset about it. All right, good. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, so let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So 13 in frame there, and I, yeah, I feel like... I was going to guess 12, but now I'm thinking I bet a couple more people came after this picture was taken, so probably more like 15. And here I was going to ask you what he was wearing, but yeah, he's wearing like this kind of white linen robe that's knee length. He's got green pants underneath and big beads, like a really large necklace that kind of comes down to the navel. We'll uh, learn more about that. Of these big green beads. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm, I was saying green... They could be a slightly different color, but yeah, this more is more brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's got rings on every finger. He's got an earring on the side. I can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. He's got his own style. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And this is a decent sized group. All right. I see what you're saying, and yeah, uh, this would be really hard to get out of. Mostly, well, at least this one side of the room is kind of mostly older people, but. Got some younger people too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think us young folks were on the other side. Um, there was, uh, there were a couple of people next to me who I would guess are in like their early, early twenties. Okay. Yeah. But I got to say, this Conscious Life Expo, nothing I went to felt unattended or empty. Mm, even th- yeah. even things where I thought, oh, I'm going to be the only one here. There's right. going to be like five people. It seemed like everything had a lot of people. And this seems pretty well attended for what it was. Yeah. At, at 8 p.m. in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So as everyone is introducing themselves, by the way, also, if he gets annoyed, he just goes, mm-hmm. uh, all men, all men like to cut people off. <laughs> but he's making us all go back. <laughs> Anyway, I just love uh, using amen as uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 amen. Shut up. Yeah, totally. Wow, that's just like the people who say uh, namaste is kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Screw you. Or um, I'm better than you. Goodbye. Bless her heart. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a Disney day. Yeah, yeah. So the room is filling up and he's like, oh, I underestimated the interest in this in this thing. And so I started a circle. Uh Oh, well, and like doesn't fix it. We just keep doing it. Okay, so Ron tells us what the major lesson is that he's been learning from the immortal Sidhas, who he has direct contact with, Okay, that he's here to share with us. He says, what I'm supposed to do is say that there's a lot of beings that really, really love us, and the them is some part of me that I haven't recognized yet. As they come into my frequency, I start recognizing them as me. 
Okay, so there are invisible beings that approve of us, and as they come closer to us, we realize that they are part of us. Yeah, they're a reflection of us in some way. Okay, it almost feels like that lessens their approval. Oh, yeah. That they are also us. Oh, right, right, right. right, Whatever. Just become peers. Sounds positive. Yes, does sound positive. So he tells us straight up we need to end our skepticism. He says... Okay, I can tell you from firsthand experiences that I have been in physical proximity to immortal Siddhas that come and go with a physical body and are documented and doing things 7,000 years ago and are still coming and going, materializing, dematerializing in their physical form. And you know, Jesus would be an immortal. Buddha would be an immortal. Of course, immortal. Jesus has got to be Christ opted here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who who comes next? We've got okay. Jesus and Buddha. Who would be the third? Muhammad. Muhammad. Okay. He would be immortal. And there's actually hundreds, if not thousands, of immortal Siddhas that are very obscure on this planet right now. Tree Harold Klemp. <laughs> yeah, I guess probably. Probably. Why not? There are always special people who move beyond the confines of how life is supposed to work. Okay. Well, I guess then we're going with the perfected being definition of Siddha and not followers of transcendental meditation. Right. Definitely. But if you become perfect, you also become immortal. So that's a critical piece here. Oh, you know what? That's uh, that's a little motivation there to up my game. Okay. (laughs) So... When it came to me, because now an hour in or whatever, it's my turn to introduce myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I came because I recognized your name. I bought your product before. I did not remind him we had spoken on yeah, the phone. Yeah, we talked on the phone. It was great. You <laughs> loved it. And I said, I, and I followed the story of your wife's passing. You know, I'm so mm. sorry for your loss. Had that been brought up before then? Mm-mm. Okay. There's elephants in all these rooms. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I basically said, you know, you're someone who's faced mortality very recently. And here you're giving this talk about immortality. I was mm. just really curious to see what you'd say about it. And he said... <laughs> He said, I'm sorry, it's not funny what happened to him. It's just the way he answers you is so bizarre. Okay. So I'm saying, I'm so sorry, et cetera. And he just says, I lost two wives. <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about both. I'm sorry about both then. Oh, was it kind of like, I, I didn't just lose one. Yeah, kind of. I faced even more mortality than your reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, geez, I'm sorry. So I guess he was married to one woman for 40 years and then Tyson for seven. So he's lost his wives twice. Oh, my goodness. It's too bad you're already taken because. <laughs> yeah, or I would be trying. Yeah, I someone's got to outlive this immortal. <laughs> he said, I don't know how I survived it. It was sad, but God told me the best is yet to come. And boy, when I get guidance, I really, really listen. Hmm. And since he said the best is yet to come, I figure, okay, I better stop it with this crying and this depression and this screaming. I can't attract another partner unless I get some kind of handle on this. So. Any indication of how old he is? I believe he said he's 80 or 81. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. So I said, yeah, you know, since you're willing to talk about it, I'm curious to hear how these two different like positions come together for you, you know, mortality and immortality. Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't answer. And then moves on to the next person's intro in the circle. Okay. 
It's just such a weird, the whole social dynamic is so... Yeah, he's it's upsetting... So everything is unexpected in the way you're interacting with upsetting me. Upsetting all so the expectations. Destabilizing. I'd like to open this up for Q. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as if he did that. But there's no way. Yeah, or just like picked up his chair and sat facing the wall. <laughs> you know, it's just like... <laughs> yeah, all right, he's a psychiatrist. Right. Maybe this is all social experiment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, so he told us several oral tales about some yogis that he's learned about because, you know, there is an oral tradition with these teachers, and so there are things that you can't Google. You you only can know because you went and interacted with people who interacted with mm, them. Though, I, I got to ask up front, does Babaji come into this storytelling? Oh, you know our boy Babaji yeah, come in. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Okay, first oral tale he's heard. Okay. Some yogis ask to be buried alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They send a psychic message to someone to go unbury them, and they go and they pull vines from around their feet and set them free, because for some reason, vines always crawl around their feet. What? Okay. And they're alive. Once you remove the vines, you find a living body. Okay. Doesn't sound like a magic trick at all. This is documented. Okay. Wow. I was not told how. And I was told what? It was a document. I don't have any questions. <laughs> I fully believe it. He said one of his favorite Siddhas is Mayan Ma, and she apparently lived 386 years in her body before dissolving into light. Oh, okay. And for a very long time, nobody even recognized who she was. They just thought that she was one of these naked wandering people. Okay. <laughs> but then they realized, no, that's a 386-year-old woman. Oh, goodness. And then they told him about it. The, they, meaning the invisible people he's in contact with? Oh, no, 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 Or these no, real no. people? Yeah, real, it, well, hmm, great question. The impression I There's get- There's so many gaps is... in the lines of evidence for these stories. <laughs> the so impression I get is, I go to India- I have these friends there who are like, Ron's here again. And then they're like, oh, we saw another one, Ron. Here's what happened. Oh, yeah. You she like was, stories like this. Here's looked, a new one. Right. She looks like a beggar, but she actually wasn't. She dissolved into light. Wow. Yeah, you like it, right? It's like when you tell me the story about, say, these eminent yogis who are buried and then unburied. Yeah. I can think of a way that that would have taken place and that we'd have a story about it mm -hmm. and the way I could rig that up myself if I wanted to achieve the oh, same wow. effect. Mm -hmm. But when it's a story like, oh, this woman lived for 300 plus years and then she dissolved into light and then she reappeared in a totally different visage and body <laughs> as a naked person wandering around. And people told me about this and we don't know who they are and, even, and if they're even material. There's no pathway. There's no like one question I can ask or two totally. questions that can get me any closer to the truth on this. It's yeah. just like disregard. Right, <laughs> right, right. I think uh, Christopher Hitchens had a maxim that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. Heard and, that, yeah. and I'm kind of feeling that with that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty weak. <laughs> um, okay, Babaji is still embodied when he wants to be. Oh. When he wants to be. Sure. Now, this is doing so much heavy lifting. He would just toss off that uh, someone is immortal because they want to be, or someone is immortal off and on. Oh. 
<laughs> Which I'm thinking like, okay, wait a minute. The you're end result saying... is still you're immortal if you never die anywhere in there. Right. I think he's saying they do. I think he's saying there are these immortal spirits. You think they're in Joe, but then Joe dies. Don't worry. That spirit is immortal. The spirit goes to the next person and shows up. Oh, just the general idea of reincarnation, essentially. Uh, Yeah, except that in his stories, everybody realizes quite late in that person's life. Okay. Interesting. So that beggar woman, everyone thought she was just a woman on the street. And then at some point, they were like, wait a minute, this whole time you've been a 386-year-old immortal Siddha. Okay. But the bottom message is that we are all Thetans. Oh. Or am I mixing things up? Um, Are the Thetans immortal? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, sure. One of the immortal Siddhas, he was told, took 100 tabs of LSD and nothing happened. Okay, big if true. Big if true. That's Though, a story that can be told. I know I know that there are some people who psychedelics just don't metabolize. Oh. Nothing happens. So possible that's what happened okay. here. But, uh, I wouldn't take But so much easier for someone just to have told a story. Absolutely. And less costly. Yeah, and risky. Okay, another, another oral tale he told. He was told this. Wow. He was told okay. that a thousand-year-old Siddha would wander at night... And come walking through the lady's tent in the market, not knowing where he was. And the king cut off his arm as punishment for walking through the lady's tent. And he picked up his own arm, put it back on, and walked away. And Ron closed out this story with, I heard this story. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I heard this story. Yeah, I bet you did. Yep. I'll believe that part of it. Yeah. He heard that. (laughs) Yeah, I think he probably did hear that story on his vacation. Was the implied intent of declaring that he had heard the story, was it like, that should be enough for you, therefore this is true? I think it is, I heard this from the actual oral tradition directly. Okay, it it seems like there's sort of an imputed uh, sense of, reverence and believability i heard this yes not I, like uh, well that's what i heard that's what I, right right uh, maybe a little bit of the latter also okay, okay. maybe that's all i'm asking for just yeah, a little yeah yeah a little of the latter now i'm picturing a little tiny ladder <laughs> <laughs> this is my step ladder i never knew my real ladder <laughs> um okay then he tells us about actually meeting some siddhas Oh, okay. So he's met them himself. Perfected beings, okay. Yes. And is this like a St. Paul meeting where you have a vision and you see them? Well, I'll tell you okay. the stories and you tell me how Pauline it is. All right. Pauline? Pauline, like the epistles. Yeah. That's right, Pauline. <laughs> he All get, right. Gets his own adjective. Okay, so he tells us that he likes going to the spots where these great beings have dissolved. Um, so I guess <laughs> Ross is acting as if he's been struck in the face with information. <laughs> Dissolved. What a word. This guy just delivers so many unexpected things. Dissolved in delight, I guess. Yeah, that's right. All right. So once he hears about that, he likes to not just go and meet the living Siddhas, but also the ones who have dissolved, because wherever the space where they've dissolved is probably a good place to feel their energy. So I think these people are just going on vacation. I think Ron Ullman, Twin Ray, 
a couple influencers They've I They've just found clever ways to get people to give them money vacation. to go to India. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's like go and, I don't know, feel a little extra pump of spirituality about your vacation. Yeah. You know? Anyway, okay. So. Well, if you want us to go to India, maximumfund.org slash join. <laughs> we would really love you to fund us traveling around the world. It would feel like a remembering. Um, okay, so he tells a story about going to one of these places that someone dissolved. <laughs> and... <laughs> trying to walk into a monastery but he bounced off of a force field as he was walking in (laughs) then he says oh that could have been your excuse to leave (laughs) (laughs) oh the force field yeah oh oh, wait a second is there a force field here i better go to the spoon bedding party (laughs) he said i don't know what that's about other than getting my attention oh i I so want footage of this moment (laughs) where he was walking in and something stopped him he turned turned around did it look like he ran into a plate glass window it was one of those heavy doors that you open and there's a little tiny vacuum that happens and he was like oh oh to be able to just rewind time and find these moments as they happen if they ever happened he told us that he had stayed at this cave and at this monastery And there was this one guy in the group who just, like, God bless him. He was getting such good information because he just lacked social filter completely. Oh, cool. Um, But so he was like, hey, how long did you stay in the cave? Hey, how long did you stay in the monastery? And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Great, great. When he said, how long did you stay in the cave? He started describing walking down a ladder. And I was like, okay, so like a few minutes (laughs) This is so weird. <laughs> this guy. I told you it was a strange. Talking about his last trip, he said he literally, <laughs> he literally bounced off another force field walking into another temple. How long was he in the cave? Oh, he just never uh, answered. No, he's just like, well, let's see. I had to go down this. I had to go down a ladder, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets clearly distra- minutes. He gets distracted. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I, or maybe I got distracted taking my note. Was there a force but... field in the cave? No, no, this is a okay. different trip. Okay. New bullet point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we went to another monastery where he bounced off a force field because there was a dead Sidha there. Well, not dead. <laughs> they're all immortal. Yeah, they're right. But a Sidha who had died. Okay, wasn't okay. that dissolving? <laughs> yeah, well, here's what happened. The Sidha dies. He comes back for three to four days. Don't know why he doesn't have a handle on which one it is. <laughs> died again. Then after a month or two, they noticed that his heart was still beating. <laughs> so they put him in a box and they built a temple and they put him on the center of the temple. And then he goes, it's almost like a rainbow body where the body completely goes and just leaves some colored beads. Is this metaphorical? Are there literal beads laying around where the Sidha died? Why are there force fields? What is going on? I tried Googling this. I thought, okay, rainbow body. He's clearly using a term. Yeah. And I I looked up rainbow body. No, I mean, I didn't find anything. It's just like, who is it in their lives who like just seeks disjointed storytelling (laughs) with like. And this speaks to them. it, It doesn't even feel that affirming or 
<laughs> actionable or applicable. I don't know. It's just this is so weird. Why? It's a very why are we all here? Yeah, why are, are there why over are a dozen people room? in this room listening to this man? In a circle. Tell us things that he's heard. <laughs> and Weird Been fragmented seen, stories maybe, kind of, of Yeah, literally <laughs> metaphorically. I don't know. Like I can't even form like a solid picture. Also, so you bumped off of a force field and then you ended up where there's like rainbow beads from the <laughs> rainbow body of the I don't know. So weird. Uh, yeah, okay. Then in two thousand nine Swaharan went to India because he had heard about a Siddha who was documented at 230 years old named Dadaji. Okay. Got to sit with him for five days. Documented. I'd love to see this documentation. And he was like, and of course, he would have to give me the touch every day. The touch? (laughs) Do tell. He didn't explain. Where did he touch you? He said it like we would all know immediately. Like we would all be like, you got to get the touch. (laughs) And of course, he'd give me the touch every day. Oh, I need more information. (laughs) Absolutely. You got to get the touch every day. Or why are you there? (laughs) From the documented 230 year old man. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. So on the fifth day. So on the fifth day, Dadaji put a pomegranate seed in his hand, and then he heard... <laughs> like you do. And then he heard a voice saying, this is part of the formula. Is this just like a clever way to get you to stop problem solving in your mind, stop looking for consistency, for consistent just narrative? Breaking your brain? Yeah, this is breaking my brain. Yeah. <laughs> what... A pomegranate seed? Why? Okay, sure. And then they say, he says, this is part of the formula. That's what, what the spirits yeah, what for- say to you. What formula? Well, that's what he's wondering. So he gets guidance all the time, but he had never heard of the formula. Oh, good. At least, so- <laughs> at least we're not the only uninitiated here. So he said- The touch, the formula. <laughs> so he says to the voice- Rainbow bodies. He says- What's the formula? Just as you just Yeah, go, no, great question. And he didn't get an answer. So- <laughs> well, then cancel your talk because you had one job. You didn't come back with your scoop. <laughs> um, so he goes and sees another Siddha to get more information about the formula. Oh, my <laughs> No, get info from the first one. <laughs> so, yeah, well, he couldn't. They didn't have anything to say. I guess this isn't the formula for Ormus because he's already worked that out. Oh, we'll or see. we're getting there. We'll oh, that's see. true. We don't know when in his life these travels happened. Were these recent? One of those stories was in 2009, but uh, most of them don't have dates. No. Yeah. Okay. So he gets guidance all the time. So he goes and sees another Siddha. This Siddha hasn't eaten, slept, or drunk in years. Okay. And that guy puts flowers on him, and he hears again, this is part of the formula. And he's like, oh, okay, so it's got to have these flowers. Pomegranate seed. He's got to have a pomegranate seed. So he keeps listening, you know, and he gets all the stuff together from all the different voices that are talking to him throughout his different visits. Mm-hmm. And he gets the, all the stuff that they mentioned from the formula together and he puts it in a vat. And then 
Okay. He gets something called prasad, and this is his explanation, that after Hindu ceremonies, the the like results of the things you burn mm-hmm. are put kept in a paste, and that's called the prasad. Okay. This is his, I, I don't know if that's true. Then in a dream, he was told by another siddha to add banana tree trunk juice. Is- so he goes- What? Is that a thing? Banana tree trunk. Okay. Bananas grow on trees. So he, juice from the trunk of that tree. Right. So he goes to like the local like, bo- uh, those people who sell like botanical mixers, elixirs and stuff. Okay. He goes to one of those places and they're like, we don't have banana tree trunk juice. The hell's that? That's just like from your dream, man. <laughs> and then he, so... Then someone tells him, like, you know what you should do is go to a supermarket and ask for, like, banana trunks. I don't know about the juice, dude, but go and find banana tree trunks and deal with this yourself. At a grocery store? Yeah, that's what they said. Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, it makes more sense. I did learn recently that canned bread is a thing. Ew. And I bought some. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. It's fine. It's just weird that you would serve bread in a can. Yeah. But then I realized it was in the grocery store and I'd been walking by it for years. Yeah, I guess it's cool that they can preserve it that way. All right. So he goes to every shop in Bangor and finally he finds banana trunks at this one supermarket. Okay. I was picturing like a Burbank supermarket and that was the Mm, wrong mental image. So, okay. This sounds more plausible now. So then he gets those and then he finds a woman who makes sugar and he's like can you grind this up the way that you grind up sugar cane and she's like sure you weirdo yes well what a life that you can just wander around so aimlessly not contributing anything to society while you (laughs) seek out juice from the trunk of a banana tree maybe he's contributing maybe maybe okay you never know maybe paints (laughs) okay so so she grinds it up as if it were sugar. She gives it back to him. He puts it in the vat. He makes the formula. And the purpose of the formula is to inspire you to find what you're looking for. And he says, and this was initiated by a 230-year-old yogi. And yes, indeed, we are talking about the creation of Ormus. Okay. And he went through all of that. To be inspired to find what he's looking for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he seems pretty dedicated to finding whatever it is that he dreams about or hears yeah. about from a yogi. I don't think he lacked that determination, but all right. It reminds me of that thing that we kept hearing at Conscious Life Expo where people kept talking about finding your purpose, finding your purpose. You're here because you have to find your purpose. You haven't found your purpose, right? You have a sense of your purpose, but you don't quite have it. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. It seemed really heavy on that this year. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned that, that 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 was a recurring theme. Mm. Interesting. Well, but that that's the origin story for Ormus. That's right. All right. But don't worry, there's more stories of immortal Siddhas. So he saw one who healed a dog that was hit by a car and she picked up its guts and put the guts right back inside the dog. The dog was fine. I mean. Prove that it's not true, Ross. Go find the it, dog. I mean, I hope. I, I don't know what to do with that. I was going to hope it was true. I'm glad to hear the dog got better. I don't know if I think this actually happened, though. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, a yeah. hypothetical dog. 
Yeah, a hypothetical dog got hypothetically injured and then hypothetically healed. I guess I'm happy. And this is a story he saw. He saw this one. Yes, he saw this one. Okay. Another Sidha appeared to him as a street beggar twice, and he tried to give him money, and the beggar looked at him and said no, which, A, not doing great at being a beggar, but okay. Right. Um, And when he looked at this guy's eyes, he saw the entire universe in there whoa and he was in a trance and he got half a block away driving his car when he realized where am i going that was clearly one of the sidhas and turned around and the guy was gone (laughs) well the time it takes to get in your car (laughs) start it up drive away come back and i don't know maybe you're 70 when the story is told you know and it's in like a market in bank he had time to get away Yeah, yeah. And how hard were you looking? I, I lost Drew at the LA County Fair the other day. Yeah, that is not an impressive story. Yep. Oh my goodness. So I ask him, so when you saw the beggar, how did you know who he was? Uh-huh. And he said, um, well, he got a healing message. He rolled down his window and he offered the guy money and he looked into the depth of his eyes. And that's when I knew. And I have several experiences with street people. In 1995, before I went to India the first time, this filthy dressed, natted hair street woman was walking across the street crosswalk and I got a strong message. I followed her with a $10 bill and a $50 bill and I held up the $10 bill and she turned away and shot a laser beam from 30 feet and dissolved the $10 bill. And then she turned completely into light. What? And then everything turned into light. What? And the next thing I knew, I was in the car crying and driving back to my office. Without a $50 bill, I presume. I think he still has the $50 bill. He never tells us anything else. But she laser eye destroys the $10 bill. That's right. And then he's overcome with light. And next thing he knows. He's driving again. Oh, someone take this man's license. You should not be driving anywhere. Wow. The Conscious Life Expo is remarkable for many things. But one is just that it gives an audience to someone like this with these disjointed stories. No one should be listening to. Well, you and know, here you are. Here I am. There's 15 of us. Here's here's something also insane. Because I am a professional communicator. Yeah. I reorganized this so it kind of makes sense. Oh. It wasn't even all of the stories of the Sidhas he met were not grouped together. All the Sidhas he heard the oral tales about not grouped together. Mm-hmm. Stories about... Tyson, his wife, suddenly thrown in the mix. I've pulled them all apart, moved them back together to try to make this (laughs) followable. So imagine if you hadn't even done that. Okay. Yeah, this is an experience I think this podcast often exposes us to, which is just taking something discombobulated and trying to combobulate it. Totally unseen emotional labor. I'm I'm also just curious. In the circle, in the photo you took, he's kind of standing in the middle Does he sort of stay in the middle and just sort of rotate around? Does he take a seat? He was seated almost the entire time. I took that picture because he was bowing at someone and it looked cool. All right. Yeah. By the way, he had a pretty good beard going on there too. Yeah. Yeah. He can rock a beard. You had an impressive beard at this time. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So 
That's enough of the Sidha stories. He also told us about his philanthropic efforts. And I would love to tell you about his philanthropy, but people might be listening who are thinking, I wish I could philanthrope for yeah. this podcast. I'm not a misanthrope. I'm a philanthrope. Yeah. But at this exact moment, I'm not sure how to support. And I tell that person one way is to listen to our ads. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you pop over there and you say, I needed this service anyway. I'm going to use Ono Ross and Carrie's code for it. Well, I'm trying to think of your average connected citizen mm-hmm. person who listens to podcasts, has a digital presence. Probably that kind of person would want a website. Absolutely. And they probably love sitting around in circles. No, 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 no. no. This is a stylish person, a person who wants Mm. edges, who wants, Mm. they're not going to sit around in a circle that might throw people off, make Mm. them feel like they they have to stay. No, they want well-defined corners. degrees. Yes. Yes. Yes, four of them. Squares. Squares. Spaces. Don't be a square, go to Squarespace. Squarespace. Hey! Oh my gosh, this episode's sponsored in part by Squarespace. You know, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. It is. And, you know, you could stand out with a beautiful website. You could engage with your audience. Mm. You could sell anything. Ormus, mm-hmm. shaky stories about yes. Sidhas. Yes. Or a product, a service. Content, blog, videograph, homogonograph. It could be about Book. you. You could make a website about you. Yes, exactly. And you can create pro-level videos effortlessly about whatever it is your thing is. The Squarespace Video Studio app helps you make and share engaging videos to tell your story, grow your audience, and drive sales. And you can even add online booking and scheduling for your classes or sessions to your Squarespace website. And then your clients can see your availability. Mm-hmm. They can reschedule. It's uh, it's pretty nifty. And every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Sweet. And you've heard us talk about Squarespace. It's mobile friendly. Yes. It's responsive design. Yes. It's modern. It's sleek. Yes, and yes. You can jump right in. They've got templates. They've got tools. You don't have to be an expert, but if you are, it'll let you make it even better. So um, what should they do, Carrie? Well, I think they should head to squarespace.com forward slash oh no for a free trial. And when they are ready to launch, they can use the offer code ohno, O-H-N-O, to save 10% off their first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, why not be immortal? I'm glad you said that because nobody says that. Can I just say thank you to you for such a thoughtful interview? Oh my God, yeah, I think you nailed it. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. Listen to the Bullseye podcast only from NPR and Maximum Fun. Okay, so about philanthropes. Mm-hmm. One time he was talking to Mayan Ma, one of his favorite Sidhas in his head, and she said <laughs> to no, bring... Like you do. To bring two kilos of a certain type of ash to a certain temple. But he's all the way back here in the United States. So he thinks, I guess I got to take a vacation. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to think of like inventing these reasons for all of my vacations. I know. I got to go to Hawaii. Traveling to Barbados. Uh, But I think, well, I had a dream the other night and a short blue man in a yellow apron. That's all he was wearing. 
told me that it's important that I sift through the sands of Barbados. I think this is just the Smurfs. Maybe. (laughs) Well, I've got to do it either way. It reminds me of when I was in college, I went to this church nearby and one time someone came up to the front to give their testimony and she said that she had been called to give her missionary testimony in Hawaii. Oh, wow. She yeah, gives and she gives. God, God had told her specifically that she should leave Stockton, California, the <laughs> armpit of California. <laughs> really we love you, everybody in, in Stockton. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wow. Okay. So Mayan Ma says to bring two kilos of ash to this one temple. Okay. So he had been there before. He knew the Swami there. He goes back to India. He gets that certain kind of ash. He delivers it from the one place (laughs) to the place it's supposed to go. And he comes up to this Swami that he's met before. He's like, I don't know. Myanmar told me to bring this to you. And the Swami knows what to do with it right away. He does a ceremony where you pour water through it. And then he takes a big hunk of it and puts it in Ron's hand. And Ron got a holographic download that was Myanmar's way to bring Siddha alchemy to the West to help people experience their magic that aren't ever going to get to India. Because they don't have enough money to just casually (laughs) fly out there every time you get a weird notion. Yeah, because they don't own a HMO the way that Ron Holman does. <laughs> because as uh, he will remind me partway through this talk, he owns a health service provider. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So one of the things he has that he sells is infused oils. And these oils are akin to attunement. It's not quite attunement, but it helps get you there. <laughs> 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 Not right. He's broken me at this point. I'm just accepting everything. Yeah, sure. Okay. And the oil is attuned to Myanmar's frequency. Myanmar is a person, a Siddha, and this oil is attuned to her frequency. Okay. And this so impresses the man sitting next to me. He's like, whoa. <laughs> and then he picks up Ron's business card and he goes, and this is your card? Wow. Okay. He said the magic words for him. Yeah. Attuned to your frequency. Attuned to Myanmar's frequency. Mm-hmm. New customer. Yep. Okay. So he's like, I'm supposed to bring this all to the West. I'm I'm the one to bring it to the West. Okay, and then he says, and and I've been taking a lot of inventories of my life and my purpose, and this may be too much information, but I've discovered that anger and lust are very similar, and most... (laughs) Okay, I'm going to hear you out. (laughs) Most men in the West, unconscious ego programs run us in ways we don't even know we are being run. Unconscious ego programs installed in the womb, installed by society, friends, school, culture. It's just normalized ego programming. Then there's this long pause, and then he goes, why did I tell you that? (laughs) (laughs) You just see him telling the story later. And then I was hit by a white light. Next thing I knew, I was driving back home from the Conscious Life Expo. It just zones out when he drives. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So what else? What else did he tell us? He told us a little about his personal life. Uh, this, bo- oh, yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious. So when he went to get the second substance that was attuned to the frequency or whatever, was that 
Ormus as well, or is this a different product that he sells that think, he brought to the West? Uh, that I think is the oil. I think I'm not even sure. Oh my goodness. Okay. But he sells a, f- a lot of different things. Okay. Okay. So one thing he tells us now that I had never heard him say is that he was a heroin addict for 10 years. Oh my goodness. Yes. So he has this really impressive story that in 1976, he was sick and tired of being sick and tired. He surrendered to a power greater than himself. It also, I was like, oh, this is 12 step language. You know, mm-hmm, I've read mm-hmm. those programs. Oh, I know what this sounds like. Yeah. But he, he's using like all these catchphrases from it. And I was like, oh, you're, you're sort of dog whistling being in 12 step. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else else in the group says so did you hear a voice and he's like no no no. i just got tired and unwilling to put up with my addiction anymore it's just like suddenly he was talking like a, a normal dude you would meet who's like okay. clean and sober yeah it was very weird as far as i know heroin doesn't have any side effects like the phenomena he's been talking about for the rest of this talk does it i don't know Okay. Let's see. I do see like mania can follow detoxing off heroin, but I don't know how long how long after. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. So someone asks if he heard a voice. He's like, no, just my friend trying to tell me to go to AA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Why are you expecting some weird spiritual significance <laughs> right, from right, me? Exactly. Little old me. And so I said, I said like, are, uh, are you saying you joined? 12 step and he's like yes i'm 46 years sober and all of us are like oh cool i mean cool cool weird place for this announcement but really great and then he started telling us about his new fiance oh wow already less than a year after his second wife second wife second death died okay but yeah he's not getting any younger i suppose Right, right. And he says, um, when she died last year, he cried and screamed for two months, and then he worked with seven mediums to heal, and she was one of them. So six of the seven fell off and stopped contacting him, but she (laughs) (laughs) kept talking to him. I wonder why. Okay. (laughs) And one thing led to another, and he noticed she was very beautiful, and they started flirting a little, and they got engaged on December 22nd. Wow. So second wife dies, and he's engaged within the year. Yeah. Did he show a picture of this woman? He did not, but that's funny you ask, because that guy in the audience with no social filter, uh-huh. he's like, is she younger than you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he seems to have a thing for significantly younger women. Right. Uh, he goes, is she younger than you? And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, is she younger than you? And is she Indian? What? But okay. <laughs> I know. And so Ron is so put off by this. He's like, oh, I, uh, and as he's stumbling to answer, the woman who's there from the venue goes, there are 10 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to save him, I think. Uh-huh. So he tries to move on. And I say, oh, I'm sorry. Real quick. I'd like the answer to his question. Oh, okay. <laughs> he pointed yeah. at the other guy. <laughs> he's like, oh, what was the question? And I was like, how old's your fiance? And so he said, oh, she's she's 61. And we're all like, oh, okay, okay, respectable, respectable. And then- uh, Still almost 20 years younger than you, but okay. Right. So then he starts moving on and then he's still processing it in his head. And he goes like, hang on, hang on. on. I just want to say she looks 40. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, you thought we thought that sounded too Too old? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Ah. This must be nice to own an HMO. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, no shit. But people can marry whatever of age course, they want. Of course. Whatever. If you're over the age, you can start. You're all consenting just adults. Go, go kiss. Wish you the best. <laughs> everyone go kiss (laughs) so um so then he starts passing out something that he's gonna tell us to eat for a second i thought he started passing out (laughs) it would fit (laughs) it would fit it wouldn't surprise me at this point we'd be like he dissolved okay so (laughs) what is he passing out i did not know by the time i ate it i did not know (gasps) Okay, so you here's just what ate? happened. Oh, no, Carrie, that's rule number one of these types of meetings. You don't just eat unidentified substances that get I passed around. I, man, I... That needs to be on our charter somewhere. by the end of this. <laughs> so he, he just stands up and he starts bringing around this oil kind of tincture. It's like brownish, bluish. It like doesn't look like something you're supposed to eat. And he comes around and he just starts putting it in the palm of our hands. No commentary. Just ploop, ploop, still talking. Ploop, ploop. Thing, I'm, I'm holding it up near my nose. Doesn't smell good. Uh, but other people are uh, consuming theirs? Not yet. So, so he's. Weird. we're all just holding out our hands with this weird goop on it. And he's like, this is from a 130-year-old th- yogi. It came from many different ceremonies in India. After he dissolved? Is this a dissolved yogi? <laughs> he met so many yogis. <laughs> I don't know. It came from so many different ceremonies in India, after which I was told that this is part of the formula. Oh, goodness. <sighs> what else is in this formula, this formula dude? And-, and then he's like... You can lick it and just sit in it. So we all reach our hands up and lick it off. And you could hear me in the audio go, oh, <laughs> it was really Gross, huh? bad. It was, ro- it was whatever it had ever been. It was rotten that. Wow. And you don't get to see an ingredients list. He doesn't give you a story about what mission he went on and what revelation he had and what market he had to go to find it. <laughs> If, just, if he did, it was so disjointed from the rest okay. of us, I didn't Just some bl- bluish, brownish thing that yep. you consumed. So we you all- You still have no idea what you it was, licked it, off your hand. Well, it was oil from a 130-year-old yogi. Okay. <laughs> I mean, which makes it sound like it came out of the yogi, right. which I want to imagine it or doesn't. Or it is the yogi. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so we all lick it, and then he says- now you can ingest it. <laughs> but this is a direct quote. Okay. But I wouldn't suggest that. Oh no. <laughs> like everyone, everyone has licked their hands. Like 100% of us. I wouldn't suggest it. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Suggest that because <laughs> because the LA County Food and Drug Administration thinks all sorts of things. <laughs> thinks all sorts of things. Oh no, they've like looked at this and said, do not let people eat this. But if you drink it, that's your business. Oh, no. I drank a whole bottle of it every day for five days. Look at him now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
And after everyone has consumed it. Yeah. And uh, he says. Well, then what was the point of putting it in your hand? What were you supposed to do? Like, just like rub it into your palms? Yeah, I think something like that. Okay. Like ostensibly. I like, though, that you smell it. You go, this is rancid. Everybody else starts licking it off their hands. Carrie follows suit. And then he warns you all. You shouldn't eat this. Reminding me of the time that you and I were in the Burbank airport and I bought that $18 oh, bad sandwich disgusting. and we both were like, we have to eat it. The artichoke so we sandwich, were, yeah. We were crying, trying to eat it. Oh, bad. Okay. All right. So he says huh, that he does sell that if we want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. He also sells some beads, but they're very expensive and he's going to get into that in a little bit. But he asks, how many of us have heard of Ormus? He says, that's that's what Cleopatra bathed in, he says. It's mm-hmm. ancient alchemy. Mm-hmm. It ignites your psychic ability. It rejuvenates. And he says that he looks 20 years younger today than he did in 2009 when he started using Ormus. So there you go. There's your date. Okay. Yep. It also helps attract baseballs. Yes. You got to go back to our other episode about that. Okay. So then... <laughs> He picks his necklace up from off of his neck. These giant beads. And he says, just listen, who resonates with the term Nava Possinum? Nava Possinum. (laughs) So one guy says, yes, me. And he goes and he brings him a a set of beads. And he has a second one. He says, anyone else? And I say, maybe? (laughs) Uh, And... So I get the second strand. Maybe it was the strongest second vote. Nava, possibly. So he says that these necklaces are made out of Nava possinum, and that means nine poisons. So now I'm thinking, should I be holding this? Is it poison? And they're stones, right? Yeah, they're they're like hard, light rocks. Okay. Like maybe um, if you imagine like uh, if you dried out the pit of an avocado, maybe something like that. Okay. Re- really light, really not dense. Nava Pashanum is an amalgam of nine poisonous herbs mm-hmm. using a closely guarded ancient secret formula mm-hmm. by Master Sidha, alchemist, and made into a miraculous alchemical bead Said to possess powerful energies excellent for the physical body after wearing it or drinking the water. Yes. The Sanskrit word nava means nine and pashanam means poison. Okay. So the idea is you dip it in water and then you can drink that water. It has been degrossed. Purified? Yeah, purified. Yes. Now again, you're doing this by dipping poison in it. Mm-hmm. He's been energizing his water with it since 2012, and he can drink the waters that the locals drink and be safe anywhere in the world. Okay. So one woman who's holding the beads, she says she feels as if it's aligning something in her. He likes that. And then he says to me, what are you feeling? And I said, oh, uh, gosh, uh, you know, they're softer than I expected, and they're Hmm. lighter than I expected. You know, I thought they'd be denser and heavier. And he nods and waits for me to say more. Something profound. Yeah, so I said, uh, energetically, I wouldn't say I feel anything. And then the w- there was a woman sitting a couple seats from me, really, really young woman, maybe like 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I, I could feel it. I, I, can, I can feel it a lot. When it, 
when it passed by me, well, I can see through time very well. So I can see all the people who have touched it before. And I wasn't here earlier, so I don't know what exactly they are, but I could tell that there were old masters who touched them. Oh, did she just get here? We probably should restart the introductions. (laughs) Well, so he explains to her that no, old people didn't touch them. It's poisons. Okay. So this is when he told us about how he owns and operates insurance companies. So he tells us this story. He says, one time I kept a double payment from a client, which is illegal, like charging someone twice and then like you take the fee as well. Like you're you're charging them like on top of their insurance. Okay. So he's like, I kept a double payment from a client. It was a substantial amount of money. I was very young. Oh, it was like a clerical mistake and he should have returned the second payment. Oh, maybe. he just pocketed it. Yeah, maybe it was a clerical error at the beginning. I don't know. So he said uh, he decided he needed to take restitution, but he couldn't return it to the client. Not sure why. Hmm. So he went to India and he offered it to that one guy. Ah. And he ended up accepting it and he gave me back a bag of Navapasanam beads And while I was very excited to see that, I knew that they weren't mine because I still owed this karma to my old client. So I have been told to give the Navapasanam away to six women and three men because women are going to lead the revolution. And I am tasked with giving out (gasps) the beads. And everybody's looking at him expectantly like you are looking at me. Yeah. And then he says... And so I did. Well, then what are we holding? His. Oh, he kept his own. Learn to tell a story, Ron Holman. <laughs> yeah. You're you all excited. You like, think. That he's Oprah and you just want a car. Yeah. I thought I was going to be one of the six uh, in the whole world. I thought maybe you were going to pull this out of a bag or something and be like, here's my poison beads. Uh, nope. No. Okay. Oh, what a letdown. All right. So now it's been 90 minutes. <laughs> The woman from Conscious Life Expo is like, "How about we close out with a meditation?" <laughs> Clearly, like, just trying I want to go close home. out. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's like, "Okay, oh, that's a wonderful idea." Is she running a camera, by the way? Because they would often film mm. these. Yes, I think she was. Okay, yeah. somewhere there's a recording. I think so. So she, uh, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do a meditation." He says yes. He starts leading us through this meditation that's mostly silent. And seven minutes in, she just decides she's going to end the meditation. (gasps) This is such a baller move. I have never seen it done. He opens the meditation. There is silence. And then she's like, thank you, great spirit. Wow. For doing what you have done today. (gasps) For seeking us through your servant, Ron Holman. And she really honors him. She does it like very beautifully, very delicately, as if she's been invited to do this. But I open my eyes and look at him. And he's just like shooting daggers at her for what she's doing (laughs) yeah that is ballsy (laughs) right okay so she's like this must end (laughs) i want to go long it was never a talk (laughs) so everyone starts milling and getting up and leaving so i see ron leaving and i run toward him and i'm like uh swaha ron swaha ron swaha ron he turns around and I was like, you know, I've always wondered. I, I watched the memorials. I'm so sorry for your loss. What did Tyson pass away from? She was so young. Oh, good. Yeah. And he said, sudden death syndrome. 
sudden death syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I've heard of sudden infant death syndrome, yeah. of course, but yeah. that's that's usually to say not for fifty-three-year-old women, <laughs> right? So there is sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. Guess it's possible he meant that, but he explains that the the real cause was the COVID vaccine. And I said, oh, she got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And he said, no. Oh, my God. That's part of the plan. Oh, no. The people that take the vaccine are affected, and then they're carriers of this spike protein that's designed to oh, attack no. other people. That's not a thing. The whole shedding the yeah. virus. Oh, no. And so I said, did they say that on her death certificate? <laughs> and he's, as I said that, he was turning away. And he turned back, and this is my perception of the moment, but as he turned back, it felt like he didn't have the time to go from his angry face to his friendly face mm-hmm. as he reached me. So I got this little glimpse of this, like, oh, this fucking girl. Yeah. Like, as he was turning and he then putting on his far. friendly face. Oh, wow. It was like, it really kind of like gave me like a little shiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the transformation um, of the rictus smile. Yeah, 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 mm. exactly. So he turns and he's like, no, the medical examiner didn't know. And I said, oh, how old was she? And he said, 52. I said, oh, gosh. Well, and I said, well, thank you so much for sharing with us so openly. And he was like, you're welcome. Wow. And you took his beads and you ran? (laughs) No, I gave his beads back. Oh. That's it. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a confused. I don't know what that is. What did you sit through? <laughs> it's not a talk. <laughs> yeah, a chat. <laughs> I don't know. Only at Conscious Life Expo can there be a space made for this. This confused older man with too much money. <laughs> just just keeps going on great vacation. Stream of thought. Yeah, letting you know about his weird <laughs> vacations and the untraceable substances that he brings back with him (laughs) and puts in your hand, lets you consume before telling you (laughs) the government would definitely not recommend that you consume it. Oh, man. (sighs) Yeah, okay, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. Certainly weird. Yeah, it competes at least, right? (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, everybody, tweet Carrie and let her know what let me know. which you thought was weirder. Uh, yeah, which which was stranger? My lord! Do you remember what time you got out of there? No, I don't. You know, I want to say tennish. Yeah, it was supposed to end at nine thirty. It clearly went past that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we've gone all Christopher Nolan on you, and uh, that was the end of our Conscious Life Expo experience. But don't worry, there's plenty more to tell. We've yes. got to share some other great stories and great things that we saw there. So there will be more, but not next week. We're taking a week off. Well, that's it for our show. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. Our theme music is written, performed by Brian Keith Dalton. You can support this and all our investigations by following us to India and or going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join, J-O-I-N. Yes, please. Thank you to everybody who does support us. We don't own an HMO, so Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. your support Mm -hmm. really helps us. Mm -hmm. And thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who does. I do own an H-A-T. Well, good. And remember. So a new alchemy was really born out of love. 
my first wife, Linda, was sent home to get her affairs in order and prepare to die within six months in 1986. And we decided that that was a lousy uh, plan. <laughs> so Linda asked me, she said, well, look outside the box. And I said, what box? And I said, oh, you're talking about energy and woo-woo stuff and and uh, yoga and qigong. And she said, yeah, whatever, all of it. What do we got to lose? And so that started me on a journey that I really didn't know was really an inward journey. And uh, I started going and taking classes and learning and finding teachers and charlatans and kissed a lot of frogs and spent a lot of money and Linda lived almost 30 years longer. So something happened. And I really think the main ingredient is love. And that eventually developed into a line of products of energized oils that ignite certain aspects of consciousness within an individual so that they can start discovering that everything that you seek is already within you. And the vibrations of the new alchemy products, whether it's Oramus or the oils of the plasmas or Siddha oils or spirit totem essence oils are all specific frequencies that some of you will relate to more than others and different kinds and for different reasons and for, you know, different past life and this life in inclinations, your particular life purpose, life path, where you are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all of the products are inspired by spirit, came through me for humanity, for people to wake up to and to step into what they're here to do in a more robust and uh, conscious and confident knowing sort of way. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now. So why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh. And on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse. A lot of correcting Dan. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported